Hey, this is Shelly Zan, and this is the Impact Over Influence podcast. I hope that you receive whatever it is that God has for you today. Have you ever wondered why you do the things that you do? Why you think the ways that you think? Have you ever said yes to something knowing good and well you did not want to say yes to it, but you did anyways? Welcome back, and this is the uh, third episode of Purpose in the Process. I'm excited that you're here today, and we're going to speak a little bit today about core values. You know, what, what makes us make our decisions? What are our decisions based upon? What things do we hold that are important to us? And um, they identify who we are. Um, the core values are just the compass of the way that you live your life, the way that you um, interact with other people. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. You know, core values are not just preferences or priorities. They are born out of your most deeply held beliefs. They point to what's genuinely important to you and shape you at the deepest level. This is your behavior, y'all, your choices, your decisions. They're a critical part of your purpose, too. And that's why I wanted to incorporate our core values into this process of what our purpose is in Christ, what our calling is. Our, our core values establish so much of our personality, of our the way that we, um, things that we find fun, you know, our, our morals, our core values are just the center point. And they ask such a big part to the question of why am I the way that I am? Um, I want to read something real quick in James chapter one, verse six, it says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all that they do. You know, if you don't know what you stand for, you're going to go with anything. If you don't know your core values, you're going to be susceptible to take on other people's core values. Things that should bother you will start to not bother you because of what you're surrounded by. If everybody else is okay with it, then I'll be okay with it too. And my personality of being, um, I'm, a, I'm a dominant, but I'm an influential type personality. I love people. I love interacting, but I also love acceptance. And so I, in the past, my previous self and something I really have to pray that God keep instilling in me is that I don't always go with the flow, but I stick to what he has for me. And there's a verse in Galatians, Galatians 1.10 is, do I answer to men or do I answer to God? You know, because the fact that I want to be accepted and I, and I don't want to be rejected, but I also don't want to be a follower of man and of the world. I want to be a follower of Christ. And so that has to be a core value that I, that I have to stay centered in. I have to make decisions in. And so today we're going to spend a little bit of time with you asking yourself these things. Do you feel like you, you're one way this day and another way the other day? Well, it's because you're not centered in a core value. You, you don't make decisions based off of a certain reason. Instead, you make it based off of a feeling or versus um, of something that somebody else is doing. And so I wanted you to ask yourself what that is, because living in opposition of your core values is exhausting. It's exhausting. Not knowing what you stand for, not knowing why you believe what you believe. It, it's exhausting. And you can't be centered in something if you don't know the reasoning behind it. And you also miss out on blessings that God wants for you by saying yes to the wrong things and saying no to the things that he has for you. This is just straight up wrong. Um, so I want you to ask yourself while you're driving right now, while you're exercising right now, however you're listening, I want for you to ask yourselves, what three things are most important to me? I mean, these things are your core values. They're, 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 they're the way that you think. What, what things do you think that come to the top of your head 
to say, this is the reason why I choose the things that I choose. Some values are taught to us, y'all. It's the way that we're raised. We say yes, ma'am, because our daddy told us, you say yes, ma'am, you say no, sir. Maybe you um, didn't grow up going to church. And so now as an adult, you go when you feel like it. You go when you don't have anything else going on because the core value of honoring the Sabbath and showing up for church is just something that you were never really taught, you know? Whenever we know scripture and we gain a relationship with Jesus Christ and we're disciples of him, we understand, know, and, and know his commands and we know his core values. We know what's important to him. We know why he says to do these things. It's not just to honor him, but because it's it's also beneficial to us. It's beneficial to us as believers to grow our relationship when we worship him, when we engage in other other believers. You know, we establish the fact that we need to serve, serve others and serve him. Um, but these things, some things are taught to us, some things we choose for ourselves. You know, whether you believe it or not, you are influenced by something. We can take this impact over influence back to day one to where you know you have things that influence you. You have influences in your life that steer you away from your core values. And the enemy wants to do just that. He wants to get you off the path, off the narrow way, and distract you from what it is that God is calling you to do. But at the end of the day, you need, as an adult, you do things because you're choosing to do them. At some point in your life, you don't have a teacher or a coach or a parent standing over you saying, you have to do this. You have to show up. You have to, you know, if loyalty is something that means a lot to you, it's instilled in you because you have chose for that to be, not because somebody is telling you that you need to be loyal. Okay. That's the basis of what we're talking about here. So I want for you to really observe that in yourself. I'm going to read a verse real quick in 1 Corinthians. The main core value of God is love. That's who he is. It's what he is. It's my belief that you don't have true love without having God. But I'm going to tell you real quick how important love is to God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you've never heard of this, it's usually talked about as a love chapter. But before I talk about what love is, I want to talk about what God says about it. Paul writes this, If I speak in tongues of men or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. He's saying right there that you can give all the money you want to to the needy, but if you don't have love in your heart, it's it's void. You can have all the wisdom and all the knowledge and speak all kinds of prophecies in the name of Jesus, but if you don't have love, it's all for nothing. Love is the most important thing that God honors. It's who he is. It is his core value. And when we establish his spirit in us, it has to be a value that we have also. No matter what you do, whether you're a singer or a coach or a teacher or a hairstylist or an insurance salesman or a real estate agent, you need to do things out of love. You need to live your life with the core value of love to where the decisions you make have to do with how they affect others and the love that would be coming out of you of what Jesus wants to display of himself through you. It's all about love. If you ever want to read about what love is, keep reading in that chapter of 13, starting in verse 4. It talks about how it's patient, it's kind, it's not jealous, it's honorable, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered. So whenever I think about God, I know that these are the characteristics that he has. These are his core values because he is love. That's who he is. So other core values um, 
some of these are mine, some of them them aren't. But if you if you ever want to know what yours are, we have a test that we can totally email you and you be able to have these things revealed. I know that for myself, whenever I actually started answering these questions, I evaluated the way that I think, the way that I make decisions. Um, creativity is important to me. Character is important to me. Honesty, respect, quality. Um, these things are, are ways that I really try to live. You know, if it's not going to be excellent, then I don't want my name on it. And I can tell when I start being displeased with myself or my service or my or my personality. It's whenever quality isn't being displayed. I'm not working at it. I'm just doing things carelessly. And I see the decline in myself because of that. Um, honesty and respect, you know, being asked my opinion on things is how people show, how you show respect to somebody, you know, letting them speak, hearing them out. These things are important. So ask yourself what things are important to you. What ways, what ways do you, do you think that your core values are aligned with? I think that we can all start judging each other, you know, when people do things that we don't understand why they're doing it. You know, we don't take into consideration that they were never taught to do it. You know, someone who isn't a Christian doesn't know the core values of God. It's not important to them. So we look at them, we're like, I just don't understand how they can do the things that they're doing. Well, why can't you? They've never been exposed to Jesus. They've never been exposed to him. And if you're around this person, if you're incorporating yourself in their life, then you need to be displaying who he is so that they they know, so that they're aware. Not judging them and, and pushing it off to the side what your responsibility is. That might be your calling in the workplace that you're at. It may not even be the task at hand of what you're bringing to the table to earn a paycheck. It might be the influence you're supposed to have in that environment. Ask yourself what these things are. Um, I'm not going to spend a ton of time here, but I've been studying Ruth. Um, and then I've been studying Esther. And so I want to talk a little bit about Esther because her core values end up sustaining her exact purpose and God honors her. In the book of Esther, the word, um, especially in the first and second chapter, the word favor is talked about a lot. So I just want to establish with you is, um, you know, sometimes in this season right now, I'm asking God for more, more guidance, more wisdom, more creativity, more confidence, more, 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 more. And he wants for me to ask him of those things because he wants for me to rely on him for those things, not of myself. But in this, in the meantime, too, something was laid on my heart that I don't need more of any of these things. I just need more favor. And it's not even that I need more of it because being a daughter of the king, I know that it's established on me and on my life. But staying in alignment and obedience with him is how I keep receiving it. And Esther did just that. She had the favor of God. Favor of God is more amazing than any amount of money, any amount of success, any amount of fame, any amount of stability that the, that the world could provide for you. Having the favor of God is what puts you in seats that only he can place you in. And that's what he did for her. Esther ended up being an orphan pretty much. She lost her mother and her father. She um, was then raised by her uncle Mordecai. And the king at the time, King Xerxes, he ends up wanting a new queen. He, he wanted to, to be done with the old queen. He wanted a new queen. And so they started um, rounding up young women that were beautiful and Esther was one that was chosen, and they spent a year on her just pampering her and um, just providing her with um, accessibility to the kingdom to be able to, to raise her up to where once the king picked a queen, she was in alignment with that. And she ends up, um, she had a secret though, because all the time she couldn't say who her people were. She was Jewish, and she could not come out with that because it would not be accepted. But Mordecai told her, her uncle told her, look, 
You're in this palace for a reason, but keep this secret. And so I want to read a time because she finds out that uh, a guy named Haman was wanting to to demolish her people. Okay. And so um, I just want to read real quick in chapter four, verse 12. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows? but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. There's a reason why you are placed at the position you are in this time of your life. Same thing for me. There's a reason why God has us in the seats that he's placed us in, or maybe it's a time of purifying. Maybe you feel like you're in a pit right now, but you need to understand there's a reason for it, for such a time as this. There's a reason why our kids are born in this day and age. There's a reason why we're adults in this day and age to be able to vote the way that we vote, to express our beliefs the way that we can express our beliefs, to pour passion in areas through social media or YouTube or whatever it might be. There's a reason why you have the education that you have, why you have the family that you have for such a time as this. But it's a responsibility. Your calling and your purpose also comes with responsibility. And what Esther's trying, what Mordecai's trying to tell her right now is that she has a reason for being in the palace at this time. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai in verse 15. Go, gather all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. She knows that she's going to end up going to the king to plead for her people that they be spared based off of what Haman's trying to do to them. And even though she knows that this could not go down right, that she might perish, but you know what? Her core values of what's important to her made it worth it. She stuck to the center of what she believed. She stuck to the center of the reason why she was living the life that she was living because she knew that it was for a time such as this. She knew that she had to gain confidence and she had to stay in alignment because she could have took a whole nother route, but she didn't. So as the story goes on, if you want to read it, it's only 10 chapters in the book of Esther in the Old Testament. I totally encourage you to read it yourself. But it goes on that as Haman was wanting to um, bring about this devastation to her uncle, he was actually going to have him impaled and pierced on a pole to be displayed amongst all the people. But all the time he's plotting to do this, the king is plotting for Mordecai to actually be exalted. And Haman had no clue. And the way that Haman wanted Mordecai to be disposed of is actually what ended up being the way that he was disposed of. And Esther and Mordecai, they ended up gaining all the inheritance that was supposed to go to Haman. Because when your core values are of evil intent, God will not see that through. And you need to know that when you're a believer and the conviction you feel in certain seasons, like, look, this I know that I'm asked to do this in my job, or I'm asked to do this right now amongst my friend group, but it goes against my core values. Stick to what God is instilling in you with that conviction. Because when you put off the obedience God's calling you to do, it will only lead you to perish. And nobody wants that. How many times have we said yes to things we didn't want to say yes to? And we end up being miserable miserable amongst those settings, at those tables that we're sitting at. When God was like, I never wanted you to be here in the first place. But what I love about God is he says he will never leave us nor forsake us. And if we ask and we resist the devil, God will provide us a way out. Scripture tells us that. 
So if you're at a position right now in your life that's going against your core values, ask God, say, God, remove me from this because I know that you will. And when he does, walk through that door that he is placing before you. Go to it with confidence and honor because you know that that's what he has for you. Esther's story is just, uh, I don't know, man, it's remarkable because I wish that I had the confidence that she had. I wish that, um, I know that God has presented me with so many opportunities in my life, but I let um, fear, I let doubt, I let insecurity steer me away from that because it's foreign. Y'all, it's foreign to us to lean on God fully. It just is. When we're born as babies, we rely on our parents to feed us. We rely on our friends to make us secure and wanted. We rely on our jobs to provide us with finances. So leaning solely on God is something that is a learned habit. It it required, that's the purpose of growth and maturity and completion in him is because it's something that we have to depend on, not of ourselves. Acceptance from God is nothing that we earn ourselves. And that goes against everything that we're taught. You want better grades, you work harder. You want to be better at sports, you train harder. You want to grow in your job, you pour into it more. But that's not how it is in the kingdom of God. Earning God's love is something that is, it's not reachable. It's already been done for you. It's not about what you can do. It's about what he already did. That can encourage you, but it can also be confusing. I want to um, talk real quick about courage. Courage is something that is a core value of mine, and I think it's the hardest thing I've ever tried to obtain. And whenever I, I, I reflect in my life about how courage is so important to me, it's because I never want to be put in positions that it's required. <laughs> But it is. It's required for all of us to be bold and to go against the grain or to to lean on God in ways is something that I crave, but it's so scary in the midst of it. But it's how he displays his power. It's how he displayed the power in Esther. So a friend sent me something on Instagram and I had to write it down because it was just so important. It talks about courage. It takes so much courage to remove yourself from the people, situations, jobs, and places that don't align with your goals. You are so brave to do that and don't let guilt take you over because choosing yourself, your peace, and the purpose God has for you is what you are doing. Stay in alignment with Jesus and keep making bold choices. Celebrate the fact that you are finally surrendering to the life that he has for you. That is courage. That is courage. Celebrating the little courageous moves that you are making. Celebrating the fact that you finally had courage to delete that person from your contacts. Celebrating the fact that you finally are okay with not checking your feed to know if they're actually responding or seeing what you're doing. Because I got news, the people you think are watching you, you're the last one that they are. But the enemy wants you so consumed with it, what somebody's thinking that it's, it's distracting you away from the commitment that you need to be having to God. We've all been there. We've all been there. You know, as we think about your core values... Ask yourself the areas of your life, what amount of your core values is actually applied to those? These areas are going to be your your home life, your home life. Let's just say creativity. If creativity is a core value of yours, like you love having a creative aspect to you, what, what parts of your home life is that even applied? Whether it be your fitness, your, your health, you know, health is a core value to a lot of people. At home, are you, are you being healthy? Are you, are you displaying healthy habits to your kids? At work, your work life, your spiritual life, your friendships, your hobbies, 
All of these areas of your life require your core values to be displayed because it's the center of the way you make your decisions. It's the center of the way that you live in alignment with Jesus. It's the, it's the way that you think to where if any of these areas of your life are lacking your core values, you're going to feel empty in them. I just think that we should all be aware right now that God is seriously parting waters in all of our lives. That This whole process and, and of your purpose and your calling is something that is, it's new, but at the same time, is it really? Because I know that he, he instills so many dreams and opportunities in our lives and in our minds, but we may never walk through it. But right now he's parting the waters so that it is clear the, the, the way is made and that all we have to do is take the first step. All we have to do is start walking in it. And I just know that um, if we ask him to instill his core values in us, that's how we can be able to be sustained to walk in the purpose that he has before us. I want to read a verse real quick in Colossians chapter 1, verse 11. It says, Being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. He, that says you. And when Paul wrote this, I know that he meant for me and every single one of you guys listening because we are qualified to share in the kingdom of God. You are, you are qualified to walk in the calling he has placed before you. You are qualified and you are chosen to be able to have the purpose that he has for you. But having core values that keep him at the center has got to be a must. You know, whenever we gain the Holy Spirit, we gain all the love of God. That is what Christian love is. Through the Spirit of God. And um, I just, I think that we take for granted the, the capability that we have to be something different and be something big and be something bold and glorious because of Him. I'm going to close with this before we start with our last three questions. It's a verse in 1 Timothy chapter 4. I'm going to start in verse 12. At the second half of verse 12, a good friend of mine um, actually read this to me this morning. And I was totally captivated by how encouraging it is. So I have to read it to you guys before we end. It says, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct in love, faith, and purity. Love, faith, and purity. Those are God's core values, y'all. In verse 15, it says, be diligent in these matters. Give yourselves wholly to them. Holy, y'all. That doesn't say partially. That doesn't say you know, leaving out a third. It means every single bit of your being. Give your whole being so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Y'all want to save myself. I know that because of the blood of Jesus, I am saved, but you are my hearers. You are the ones that are witnessing my life and my words. And I know that none of that is worthy. Trust me. Trust me, there is far more people that you could be um, Im- implementing their ways into your life. But I want you to know that I just want to point you to Jesus. I just want you to tell you what his word says. I just want to instill in you the morals and the core values that God has, because these are the commandments that I want to keep for myself. Y'all, we're all work in progress. But if we can go ahead and start removing anything that separates us from him, he replaces it. He replaces it with his love, his faith, and his purity. When we devote ourselves wholly, that means we don't restrict. We don't keep anything for ourselves. Instead, we give every single bit to him. And that is the scary part. So relying on him is the only way we can do it. Our first question to ask ourselves today is, are you aware of what core values you even have? 
You know, maybe you just do things because that's how your daddy did them. Maybe you just say things because that's what your mama says. Maybe you just work where you work because somebody that one of your friends does. I don't know. Maybe the relationship you're in, you don't even have a connection with that person, but you love the group of friends that you have because of it. I don't know. But I want for you to ask yourselves, what is an, what is the center of why I do what I do? What is the core value that I have in place in my life? The second question is, do you apply these in areas of your life? You know, I talked about your finances, your friendships, your marriage, your home life, your spiritual life, your workplace. Do you display your core values in these areas? Or do you feel empty because of the lack of your core values in these areas? Ask yourself. That way you know the changes that need to be made. I'm not saying go and make a flip a table. Or maybe we need to flip a table. But ask God whatever it is, y'all, because he's the only one that, that, that knows. He, he's the one that created you. So you have to ask your creator. The last question is something that I can't even ask you, but I want for you to ask yourselves. Do you feel like you're in a season that God's parting waters for you? That he's making a way. That he's saying, look, we're about to cross over into something that's foreign. Ask yourself that because I know that the reason you're listening and the reason you've stayed in tune to this podcast is because you're wanting more from him and you're wanting more for yourself. You're wanting more for your relationships, for your family. And I just ask that you receive whatever it is that God has for you today. If any of these verses stood out for you to you and encouraged you, I just pray that you share them, that you mark them down and you read them for yourself in your Bible, that you share them on social media, that you um, encourage me by letting me know how much how important they were to you. I ask that you subscribe to this YouTube channel, that you um, share this podcast with somebody, that you go and follow us on Instagram and on Facebook, that you share our verses, share our quotes so that we can just be in agreement and join in building the kingdom of God together. I hope you have a great rest of your day.